you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and your life, to follow your dream, to achieve your goals, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today. I've got an inspirational interview and conversation to share with you with my friend, Mark Crandall. And Mark is an entrepreneur, he's a coach, he's a marketer. Uh, He's really a transformational coach who has made a huge transformation in his life. And he shares some of that story on this podcast, as well as his philosophy on marketing and being an entrepreneur today. So if you are someone who is looking to make a big change in your life, I know you're going to find some inspiration in this interview. And if you're interested in building a brand and marketing, there's some great information in this interview on that as well. We touch on a lot of great subjects, so make sure you give it a listen. Mark, of course, is an author, a speaker, a coach. He is the author of the book, Embrace your past and win your future, which I think is a really important subject. Just thinking about that title in itself, because we've all made mistakes and had failures and done things in the past that we might regret. And it's not about feeling guilty or trying to change the past. We really have to realize that those past decisions set us on the trajectory to get us to where we are today, which is the perfect place to start taking action and win our future. So I love that he talks about that. Mark is also the host of two podcasts, including the Purpose Chasers podcast and the Heart Centered Hustlers podcast. You can hear me on both of those shows in the near future, so stay tuned for that. Um, Otherwise, I just want to remind you that my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, along with the Companion Journal, are both available on Amazon now. Um, You can also get the book in some other places, but I always recommend going to Amazon, buying the book, leaving a review. Um, I really appreciate you. That's the best way to support me now. And I hope you'll get the companion journal as well to support you in your journey towards owning your career and owning your life. Uh, You can find out info on both as well as get signed copies and order in bulk by going to our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. And without further ado now, here is my interview with my friend, Mark Crandall. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. Andy, thanks for having me. Long time no see. Dude, it's, it's amazing that we're able to make this happen. Uh, you are someone that I follow who I know has achieved a lot of really cool things and also has a really interesting story. Um, and we connected a while back. We met briefly at PodFest in Orlando, which was the last conference we both went to before the whole world shut down. Because the last COVID, conference on earth. The last conference on earth before everything went virtual. Uh, and you and I have both put together virtual conferences. Uh, I know you're a, a marketing master uh, among many other things, uh, but I'm eager to jump into a couple of different topics. One of them is, you know, we've been talking about pivoting um, and having the right mindset to do that. And I want to get into you know, some of your history as well. But you also recently launched a podcast called Heart Centered Hustlers. And I really like that name. And I was curious about it. Like why that podcast and and why now like what is that all about i think well it comes from my marketing right so a lot of hiring marketers before i decided that i was going to jump in and learn it all myself and find out that i'm pretty skilled at it but it was you know we talked about it or you mentioned it you mentioned the guerrilla marketing and just the the savagery that goes on of treating humans like their credit card swipes. And Mm. I am a hustler, right? But I'm heart centered. So I care much more about my relationship with you 
than I do swiping your credit card. And if I make mistakes, I care much more about integrity than I do keeping the money that you paid me. Now, it's a fine line. So, you know, I had owned that URL. I owned heartcenteredhustlers.com for probably four years before, you know, I pulled the trigger recently on, you know, deciding to launch the show. And I decided to launch at the beginning of COVID. And the reason being was I felt like the world was shifting, which it has. Marketing has shifted drastically. Um, messaging that used to work is not working. Mm-hmm. And we're entering into a place in the world of selling your products or services in which if you don't put the time and energy into getting to know that individual on the other end, they're not, they're going to keep it moving. And I was so sick of hearing and I still, it still makes me cringe when um, humans are, are referred to as leads or, you know, or sales or like, I yeah. just like, no, that's a human, mm. you know? So I never say I have a, I have uh, six sales calls today. I have like six intros or six meetings or six planning sessions, or it's not a lead. Like I, I hated it. And we had, Anyways, I was partnered in a company and lead was in the name of the LLC and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I flipped out on, on a call and that's when this all kind of came to head. And I was just like, they are not leads. They are not dead leads. They are humans. It's a human being. And it was on with a client of ours too. And I was like, dude, these, you're paying for us to bring human beings to your service. Right who may or may not be interested in, in paying you money for a service. Do the work to build the relationship with them to get them to buy your product. Don't blame us because these are dead leads. No, you're shitty at building relationships. I don't know if I can say that or not, or if you need to edit that out. Whatever you want. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's the long and the short of it. So I, I mean, I am a hustler, but I not in the typical sense of being dishonest and shady and, and doing, I'm very upfront and, yeah, we can dive more into that. But that's how that came to head. For sure. Well, and, and I like that approach. Um, and I know you've done a lot in marketing, which is, you know, a lot of people take the approach of marketing, which like, it's basically get the information out there, attract as many people as possible. And it's always a numbers game. This many people see it, the website or the ad, this many people click, this many people convert, this many people become clients. What's the lifetime value and that sort of thing. And you're saying, you want to back things up and, and take more of a human approach when you're building a business. And I can't speak for everyone, Andy, but I'm telling you, it's worked very, very well for me. I have zero lead generation, lead generation in my company. I have not spent any money. And every single week I get referrals to get on calls with epic human beings that are trying to do amazing things. So mm. I did something right. Was it lucky? Is it the content that I'm putting it out? Is it, is it who I am? Is it a collection of all, right? So it's brand recognition and, and the word of mouth. I believe that, and you know, if the internet ever crashed, I would survive in business because I know how to shake hands and I know how to build relationships. Well, you can't shake hands right now, Mark, but I know you, (laughs) but you can get on zoom and have a conversation like we're having right now. Um, you also know a lot about people because you come from a background as a therapist, right? So can you tell me a little bit about more of your background and how did you get into all of this? Yeah. So, I mean, the long 
the long story short to save your audience is I, like I had a rough childhood. So, you know, at three, I was taken by the state, placed in foster care. My bio mom, who's addicted to cocaine, uh, nearly drowned my sister in a bathtub. I was handcuffed, locked in a closet, burned with cigarettes. We were placed in foster care. And I was just not okay. As like I spent all of my adolescent years angry, hating the world, acting out, you know, through violence or stealing or lying. I just didn't understand why all of my other friends had their family. And like, I had this replacement family and uh, who are two of my closest friends today, my mom and my, when I say mom and dad, I'm talking about my adopted, you know, Mm -hmm. my foster family. Um, I was placed in a group home at the age of 12 and started to learn the criminal side of life and that escalated and drug addiction escalated. And at 18, I did my first year in County jail and, and came home and started doing the same behaviors over and over again. And that escalated to, you know, me spending two years in prison. And when I got out August 23rd, 2007, um, just like I had no hope. I went to a, a drug and alcohol treatment center and really got introduced to, you know, personal development, transformation. You know, I was attending recovery meetings and, you know, going to church and going to the Buddhist center to meditate. And one of the first books that I read was um, Awaken the Giant Within. Mm, and, you know, that was, I was reading that in rehab when, you know, my other friends were like out, you know, trying to shake hands with girls and do stuff that they weren't supposed to do in the treatment center. And that's how it started for me. And I had one kind of flash in the pan experience that just, I had an anxiety attack. I was painting and drywalling. That's what I went back to. That's what I was good at. I owned my own company before, well, owned owned my own company as as successful as you can be as a drug addict um, before prison. And found out I was even better at it when I wasn't high. And so that's what I did leaving. And I was finishing or when I was in rehab, that's what I went back to because it was good money. I was, you know, I was making probably double what some of the counselors at this facility that were, you know, working with me Mm. were making. And I was finishing the, you know, finished painting the side of this house and my buddy Freddie had left. um, And I didn't have a vehicle at the time. And I had to find a ride off this job. I committed to finish the job so I could collect final payment, didn't have a vehicle. I was going to put the tools in my, you know, the brush and the stuff that I had in my backpack and figure it out, which made no sense because the check, the the final check that I received was pretty sizable. I could have bought a couple of vehicles with it. You know what I mean? And, and I remember I was finishing this house and I had this moment of like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what are you doing? And, you know, I'm like a year into personal development transformation. So much I don't know, though, right? And that thought and those feelings, you know, led me to going to get my bachelor's degree in human services to then uh, getting my master's degree in social work, being one of the first convicted felons to be hired by the state of New Hampshire. I worked uh, in a youth detention center in New Hampshire when everyone around me said I couldn't and they'll never hire a felon. And I just, I was so jacked up on personal development at that time. And I was like, you know, I was saying things like, you know what, I've been telling myself no my whole life. So what's the worst that can happen, right? Like saying stuff like that. And I, 
you know, I put a bat, uh, you know, just a really good cover letter together. And, you know, I got, uh, I had references from my, my PO and the chief of police and I got hired and, you know, that led to, you know, me taking a, taking a job as a, a therapist after grad school in Texas and Texas is Austin, Texas, baby. That's where I, that's where I got, I got the entrepreneurial bug and, and hmm. found out that there wasn't something wrong with me. I wasn't unemployable. Um, I was just an entrepreneur. I was constantly looking to cut the red tape my whole life. Mm. I've been cut. I've been, you know, I've been, yeah. I wanted to buck the system. The like, well, why are we doing that? Right. So yeah, it's a fast track of a, you know, a longer, a longer story. Um, but yeah, that's it that got you into personal development. Cause a lot of people in your situation, I'm sure you saw all the people around you were just going back to the same old thing or blaming society or other people or whatever, but you went and got that Tony Robbins book and started investing a lot of your time and energy into personal development. What was it that got you going in that direction? Ah, uh, it's great that you should bring that up. I honestly, the first, and this was probably eight years ago, maybe no, no maybe 10 years ago. It was a while ago the first taste of personal development that I got. And granted, I had, you know, had the recovery work. I was, you know, a practitioner of the 12 steps and, mm. and doing all that to really better my life and da, 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 da. But there was a, a man, uh, this man, Jesse, who got, got his hands on this book called the miracle morning. And, you know, I, I read it, I started to implement it, um, you know, later have, you know, become close with Hal and Tiffany and, never saw that coming in a million years, but right. like, so that book kind of opened the door to me and he spoke about mentorship a few times in that book. And I didn't know what that was. And that led me to use Google for good instead of, you know, what I had been using it for. And I just started, you know, watching video clips and I stumbled upon a, a video clip of Tony Robbins. And, it, and it's funny, you should mention that because no one in my circle, like in my immediate circle, even today, like my close friends of past or they're not in this world that you and I are right. Yeah. And they're not, you know, like I'm doing, I'm doing ad ad worlds conference this next week, virtual, virtual conference for three days. Right. Like my friends aren't doing that to learn, yeah. to develop, to grow. Um, yeah. So how kicked it off for me? And, uh, and I've just been an addict ever since. Yeah. Same. It's so funny. Same here. I mean, my, my entry into personal development was how I'll ride in the miracle morning in 2016. And that was the first I had never, my life was pretty good, but, uh, I knew there, I felt like there was something missing and I heard Al on a podcast and bought his book immediately and started practicing the miracle morning. And then of course that opened me up to tons of other personal development books and masterminds and coaches and all this stuff that has just, you know, set my life on a, on a rocket ship and it sounds like it's done the same for you and all we need is that one catalyst right that one thing to turn things around and then you took ownership and and started going in the right direction and started creating the life you wanted yeah and i'll just share this i won't rabbit hole on it unless you allow it but there was there's a you know i've done a ton of therapy and coaching you know with individuals throughout the, you know, the years here. And there's one piece that hooks people. And I personally, this is my personal experience and my data that I've collected. I believe that individuals that don't actually implement what they're learning 
to actually experience the, um, the disproof of a limiting belief never actually progress. Right. So I did some, I was going through my Google drive today and I created this thing that I haven't done anything with yet. Yeah. Um, which I have a lot of things like that, but I created this three video series uh, called the three stages of transformation. And it's like most people stay stuck in two, which is the personal development loop. I yeah. need to attend the conference. I need this coach. I need this. No, you need to go take action to disprove your mind. Once you disprove that, then it's the gates are open. And had I not been hired by the state of New Hampshire for that position, when I was doing all this work, I don't know what would have happened to me. Right. Right. But I walked through it. It was a lot of red tape. It got ugly. I had a, um, a newspaper article that was actually published about, you know, the headline reads, I I have the article now, somebody from Justin's audience found this article. I couldn't find it. Hmm. But when I went on his podcast, somebody, pinged him with the article he sent it over to me huh. and it said a convicted burglar counsels youth and that was the headline front page sunday news my whole life changed after i read that article i was wow. like wow yeah my you know you look at the title of my book embrace your past win your future like that is what happened to me with that article i was just like no like all of this has built me into the man that i am yeah and I need every piece of this because I'm, I'm just unstoppable now. Yeah, I haven't, heard, um, I haven't heard it phrased that way, but obviously, you know, being in the personal development world, you see the people that are just kind of over and over reading the books, but maybe not taking, making much progress. And we all have these limiting beliefs and things that hold us back. And a lot of it's based on our background and upbringing. And you had a really tough one. Um, the fact that you got through all that to become who you are today is incredible. Um, and, you know, I've had my own and I know everybody listening has their limiting beliefs. And interesting what you say is you can go out and read the books and go to the seminar and have people tell you that, hey, you are enough. You're capable of achieving anything, you know, set, you know, anything you set your mind to, you can go out and do it. But until you do something to prove to yourself that that is true or something happens to prove to you that it's true, then you're still not truly really going to believe it until you see that proof. Yeah, I draw, I, I was, one of my favorite things to do is create content, right? Like to create content, to empower others. And I wrote this Facebook post, which is a longer discussion that I'm going to have on one of my podcasts. I haven't figured out which one yet, maybe both. And it was, if you, if you break your word with another human, you only have to think about it when you think about that other human. If you break your word with yourself, you spend the rest of your life wondering what could be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people get caught in this, this internal dialogue of I can't or it, it didn't happen. Right. That they just need to move forward. And that's what I, you know, what I needed to do. Yeah. And that's, that's related to, I think, about a lot of what drives me to go out and try these big things is that, well, I want, I think I really want to try this. And then, oh, should I do it? It's pretty risky. And then I started to think, well, what am I going to regret more when I get to the end? Is it going to be that I tried the thing and it failed or that I took the safe option? I never tried it. And the answer is always for me, I'm going to regret not trying it. So I'm going to try it and see and see what happens. I've got to take that step. And then every time, whether it works out well or not, I learn from the process and then something else cool comes along, right? And then the next thing and the next thing, but you have to take that action um, and start to get in the habit of taking that action if you really want to achieve big results. 
Yeah. So you, in your book, you talk about embracing your past and then, you know, moving forward. And a lot of people that have had rough pasts, maybe had a lot of failures or made mistakes, things that didn't go well, they're not really proud of their past, whether it's the career, personal life, drugs, relationships, anything. A lot of people are trying to almost forget about it and move on. And you're saying you actually need to embrace your past before you move on. Is that an important step for you? Why do you, why is that? I think it, well, it's a process and it's, it's a process of like a lot of therapy, a lot of transformational events, a lot of coaching, um, for me to get to a place of like, I just love everything in my life. And I, and I'm so grateful for my biological parents for everything that took place. I mean, I attribute most of my success to the New Hampshire state prison system. Hmm. Right. Like if had they not forced me to get my GED while I was there, I, yeah. I don't know what I would be doing. Um, gratitude, really important. It's, it's, yeah, it's just flipping. It's flipping. And I mean, a lot of this was, you know, house taught me and being in and knowing that man and, and all that he's gone through. Right. But hmm. it's just, it's flipping, it's flipping the dialogue and, you know, I'll share this. Like if you look at all that's going on in the world, and has gone on over the last seven, eight months, however long it's been, it's like Groundhog Day now, right? Um, there's so many people that are negative, right? You know, if this person gets elected, then that. If this yep. person gets elected, then that. If this right. happens, then that. No one, like no one person or one situation, if the country gets locked down again, can change you and what you can achieve. And so I've really cut off a lot of that noise. I have to, I lived a negative life for mm. so long, Andy, that I just like, I have to protect my mind from that crap because I just don't want to go back there. Yeah. Your environment impacts so much of your thoughts and your mindset and your outlook, right? Not just the news, but the people that you associate with, whether it's in person or on social media, all of that can have such a big impact. So you came from that and completely it sounds like shifted it to surround yourself with the right people. And you yourself told me you don't even really follow that many people on social media and you you're quick to cut people off if they're not really serving you with whatever they're putting out there. Yeah. I just don't want to look at negative. I don't want to, I just, I just don't, I, you know, I, I don't want to look at negative. My wife and I don't watch the news right now. Uh, we get our news from her mother, my mother-in-law. That's where we were going to get it tonight. We have family pizza night. Yeah. We'll go down there and we'll get an update. But I just, I don't, I can't, man. I just, I can't. And I just can't. I just don't want to. I can. I just don't want to. Because if I get sucked into that negative, it just gets really bad for me. And everything will fall apart. I'll start to take on clients that I don't want to take on because I'm living in scarcity. and you know, the money's going to go away. And if the money goes away, what happens to me? And then I start to get dishonest and like all the things that a lot of people do on a daily basis. And they're just okay with, yeah, I don't get to, I just don't get to live that. I don't get to tell lies. I don't get to do that. It's kind of so like I having that, that one sip of alcohol. It can, when you're an alcoholic, it can just send you down the whole rabbit hole. You don't even want to risk going that way. Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, not to go off on a mental health recovery tear, but it's not being, it's, it's not being covered in the media right now. It is, it is a very, very dark time in the world. 
like a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people are, you know, relapsing from recovery. A lot of people are experiencing severe mental illness. Right. And it's just the isolation, right. And individuals like us are lucky that we've done enough work to walk through the fear, to reach out to somebody to say, Hey, Andy, can you talk, man? I'm just like, I'm really going like, we have networks. We've, we've leveraged these people in our life that, you know, you think about it, just share this, like my coach, or, you know, he was my coach. We're like kind of on pause. I don't, we went to friends. Now we're kind of on pause and now I'm in this stream. just friends right now. <laughs> well, he called me for help Tuesday night. He called me and I jumped on a call with him. And, yeah. You know, I've checked in with him and, um, just crazy. Like how these relationships mm. you know, manifest and become because we put the work in to walk through that fear. If somebody's listening right now is thinking like, yeah, I am having a rough time. I'm, I'm stressed. I'm feeling anxious. I don't know what's going to happen with my job or company. Um, politics is getting me stressed out. You know, the news um, possibly getting shut down again. And I don't have as many of those relationships where I can call somebody and, and say, Hey, I'm really worried and just have an open conversation. Like, what do you, what do you recommend? What do you, what do you tell those people? Very, very simple. Where are you listening to this podcast? Is it on your phone? Is it on your computer? How many people in the world don't have what you're listening to this podcast on? Right. And there's really, uh, this is a Dale Carnegie, um, a thing or like strategy that he used to, to debunk scarcity mindset, mm. but scarcity mindset, the la- the, the, the constant thought of losing what you have or not yeah. getting what you want right. keeps people stuck. And it, I have to, I have to really stay grounded in it because I am the type of individual that I can never have enough. The problem, I can always make the problems bigger than what I have. Right. Mm. And, and, um, Dale in one of, one of his books, I forget which one I read. I love his work. I just want to give him a plug. Um, he read, uh, or he wrote these three questions. How much money do you have? How long can you live on the money that you have? And what's the longest period that you've gone in your life without generating wealth? Hmm. And number three always gets rid of everything. Well, never. I've never, like, I've never not. Yeah. You know what I mean? My, and if you look at it, the the whole gratitude train is like my, uh, you know, foster father was rarely home. Why was he rarely home? Because he was on his grind. Mm. He was delivering newspapers all night and coming home. And then he was going to his job as a mechanic, or maybe he was selling cars. There's one thing that my dad did with me that we still talk about. We would go, he would bring me to yard sales just to haggle, just to haggle. Mm. Right. And I used to remember watching my dad like, dude, why do you want that beat like that chair? And he's like, I don't want it. I just wanted to see if I could get it for $20 less than they wanted for it. (laughs) Right. And he would walk away and we would leave. I never, like I never knew, but yeah, I've had to do a lot, a lot of gratitude practice, but that's what I would say to somebody who's struggling. And then once you've gotten grounded and that scarcity has subsided, once you really realize the position that you're at, because there's people right now, and I was one of them that are wondering like how they can get something in their stomach because they haven't eaten for a couple of days. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're listening to a podcast, you've probably eaten. 
right? And so then I would ask myself, what, and I do this when I get stuck today, because I am not perfect. I get stuck. I was just sharing with you some limiting beliefs around a, a partnership that I exited. Then I would ask myself, what one thing can I do right now that would move the needle forward? Just one thing. Maybe it's an email. Maybe it's a post. Maybe it's finishing this thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's picking up your garage. What one thing can I do to move the needle forward right now? And the action of that one thing is going to get you out of all that. And then the ideas are going to start flowing. And maybe you're going to listen to a few more, of, you know, Andy's, Andy's show episodes. And maybe you'll re-listen to this one, whatever it is. And you're going to start to get back into action. The mind will stop action. And it will come up with all of the reasons why you're a failure. But it's not true. Yeah. So focus on gratitude for what you have. Because you have things to be grateful for your attitude and action, right? What does Tony Robbins say? Your motion determines your emotion. You've got to start taking action, take some move. What's that one thing? And then what's the next thing you can do? What's the next thing? If you don't get caught up in the big plan, how am I going to get out of this hole? But just start taking action, clean up the room, um, find a, you know something good to eat and then move on to the next thing that's, that's going to take care of you. And uh, the gratitude thing is, is huge. You, you know, there's always things that we can be grateful for. I face challenges all the time. And even when maybe I'm not making the money I want to make and our financial situation doesn't look good, I have to remind myself that like, if I go completely broke and I still have my wife and kids, like I'm, I'm fine. Like life is good. Like we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but you wouldn't go broke. That's right. the, that's the piece that I keep coming back to. Right. Like I'll sell lemonade, right? right. Like I'll do what, like I'll, yeah. I'll do what, like, we'll never go broke. Maybe yeah. I won't be balling. You know what I mean? I won't right. be flying to Disneyland or, but yeah. I will never be broke. Right. It's like the, the people that always talk to people who dream of being entrepreneurs, want to start a bit, leave their job and start a business. And like, I can't do that. You know, I'm too afraid. What if I fail? It doesn't work out. Well, what do you think is going to happen? And you find out the mind, their, their mind always goes to, if I start this business, it doesn't work out. I'm going to be homeless on the street. And if they remind them like, well, you have marketable skills, right? Could you have a job now? Could you go and get another job? Well, yeah, I probably could. So you're already in the situation that you would return back to. So why not take a chance and try the thing in between that you want? It may not go as, as you planned, but it might be worth a shot. Like you have things you can fall back on. And the only thing that scares me is lying, lying on my deathbed with regret. Like that's literally the only thing in life that terrifies me. You know, now I have a son, so I have a few more. He, he does yeah. this like jumping on the couch thing that like terrifies me. Yeah. <laughs> He's not that stable on his feet yet, but he thinks he is. But yeah, I mean, just like not taking, not, not making the move terrifies me. Like what could, what could have been, or what yeah. could I have learned about myself if I had tried? The, the one thing I heard from my friend, Dominic Cortuccio, who I interviewed again recently, uh, I think maybe he might've gotten it from Napoleon Hill, uh, who said the, the definition of hell is reaching the end of your life and meeting the man that you could have become, mm. you know, finding out what you were truly capable of and not achieving it. So you've, you've achieved a lot of things to, to move past where you came from and had all these challenges and steps along the way. Um, and now you're, you're building this new business. You've got the, the two podcasts, the, the marketing business. Um, tell me, what is your, what is your business all about today? Like how do you make money as, and, uh, and where are you going with all of it? 
Where am I going is a loaded question. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm actually focused on passive. So I'm, I'm focused on, and this is the pause that I got from COVID. I'm really focused on what can I put the most energy into that's going to pay out long-term with minimal work. And, um, and what I'm doing in business to make money right now is I'm doing business consulting, uh, which I love. And I have a couple acquisitions that I've done in which I've, you know, gained per percentages in companies to basically step in and be their CMO. And I just oversee the marketing side of it. Um, and then on top of that, you know, I work with clients to build websites and build sales funnels, or, or I don't like sales funnels. I like client journeys mm. off of their websites and work with them on setting up the automations and get all of the things working. So that they can find what it is that they do and they can keep them, you know, in their sphere. Um, so that's what I do inside of the, you know, heart centered marketing and consulting, which is yeah, my company. And, um, yeah. And it's funny that you should mention that. Cause I'm like in the process, I had this experience this, this morning, or I've been having it. It's like, man, my, if you go to my website right now, like there's a bunch of links that are broken because I, sh I canceled Kajabi. Um, cause I built it all out on my platform. And like, I just, I've wanted to update this site to have all of my things there. And I just haven't done it. And I'm like doing it right now. Like at the time of this recording, like it's in the works, like it's mm. happening. And I'm like so pumped. And so then I'm starting to go back and see all of the things that I've built, which I have, I mean, I've led, you know, coaching cohorts. And I, you know, when my son was born, I had 18 one-on-one -on -one clients and I had two different group coaching programs going and I was speaking all over the place. And I was, you know, you know, I was doing the book and, and all the things. And then I just kind of, once we moved, I just was so burnt out with it that I stopped. But as I'm diving back into my Google drive and I'm seeing all the stuff that I've created that I haven't done anything with, it's like starting to create this new spark in me. So what is the end game is what you're stating. Um, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say in game. Don't put that word in my mouth because where am I? Yeah, where, where? <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're headed, Mark at the end. I know the end of this story. I have a good idea. Right. But in between, where, you know, do you have a vision for what you want to do with all of this? Yeah. So I, you know, when, when a lot of friends around me were investing, they were investing in real estate. I was invest investing digitally. I was investing online. I was learning the online space and, and just educating and, you know, I have some, some ventures in which I entered into marketing agreements that are going to pay out for years and years and years to come. Um, Real estate does fascinate me, but it's just not something that excites me. I love what I found from stepping away from my stuff is that I really love working with individuals to get their plan to work uh, and, and to watch them shine. Like that is, I can literally look at what somebody's doing and be like, okay, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? What if we did this, 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 and this, and they go here and then they go here and they do this and this and this and this and you, and we'll just start right here. You don't need to have all this right now. We're just going to start right here and then phase yeah. two and then phase three. Um, so that's it. The yeah. ultimate goal financially is to be able to dictate what I do or don't do. And I just want to spend the, in the maximum amount of time with my family. 
yeah. right now I'm in a real push to create the recurring income, the recurring monthly income so that I can look at my wife and go, uh, why are you still doing sales? Like, do mm. you, you want, I mean, you don't have to, I mean, you can, right. Choice. So I did, I did that once and then, um, it was right before COVID and then COVID hit and, you know, she made an executive decision that maybe it's best that I stay here. I have our benefits. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's coming. And at the time I just had five, you know, five paid talks canceled. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess yep. it's tightening up. Things change. Right. And, and you got to build a new business, right? A lot of people have had to pivot. Um, you mentioned, I want to go back to the marketing thing and help some people who are thinking about that. You mentioned like helping individuals build that marketing strategy and the client journey, customer journey, and building that business so that they're successful. Um, for people listening who are either running a business or maybe trying to build a side business, what are like one or two key things that we should be thinking about when building out that new customer journey, that new marketing strategy to set us up for, uh, for success? Yeah. So maybe this is the therapist in me. Mm. I don't know. Uh, or maybe it's the marketer in me, or maybe it's just me. Uh, and I know that a lot of people aren't speaking like this in the marketing space. Um, the first thing you need to keep in mind is these are humans. These are humans that have a problem. And if, and if your product or service matches their problem, there's not a sale, there's an opportunity. And most people don't. So I have a strategy that I implement, which is if, if they come, then I will build it. So everything that I've launched, even the Purpose Chasers Academy, I, I had already sold six people or offered the opportunity to six people to join the academy. Then they joined, then I built it. Hmm. So I would say that's number one. Also, you don't need to be where the people you're comparing yourself are. Hmm. Like you can start with a crappy website. Like you really can I did. I've done it. Still doing it. Yeah. Still doing, <laughs> still doing it. I've done it. You don't need to know what a funnel is or you don't need to have a magical funnel. Do you want to like, I'll give you this, my funnel, if you will, client journey, when I was doing coaching was a landing page, which was just a basic one page website with an opportunity to, with a video that I scripted and then a button for them to push to book a call with me that would shoot them to my calendar. Inside of my calendar, I had a series of questions, two of which identified their main pain points so that I can sell on the call, mm -hmm. right? So I need to know their pain so that I can fit the product or service. And then the second question that was hidden in there was, do they, I mean, do they have the money to pay for my services? Mm -hmm. That was it. It was literally a video with a button to my calendar. Like it, you don't, People think that they need to get so fancy. You don't. You, yeah. you need to focus the most energy energy on is building relationships. Now, the marketing that you're doing, the the website, the branding, that's all for leverage as you're building these relationships. And I know that you know this, um, but maybe some people in your audience don't. They, they seem to categorize them both separately. Mm. They categorize them both separately. Like I have the leverage, right? I have yeah. two books. I have two podcasts. I have these things. Now I'm going to use these things and the people that I know and all the things that I've done to hopefully introduce that new relationship in my life. Mm. Right. 
but it all integrates together. It's all part. They're of all humans. They're real human. people. You're building relationships. I like it. It's a good. It's a good. That ties it all back to the very beginning. We talked about heart-centered hustlers, treating people as humans, building real relationships, building a heart-centered business. Uh, I'm all about that. I love that you are building that. That you're helping clients build that. You're spreading the gospel. Um, Mark, for anybody listening who wants to get in touch with you, maybe work with you, um, follow you, your your podcast, your books. Um, yeah, give give it all to me. Where should people go? I mean, I would, I would be so honored if you went and listened to Heart Centered Hustlers. It's wherever you're listening to Andy. There I am. If you just type it in. I have another podcast if you're needing mental uplift called Purpose Chasers Podcast. That's also available. Embrace your past when your future is on Amazon. And then, yeah, go check those things out and find out if you even care to be entertained yeah. by me. I even like this guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, go, go check out the podcast and at the podcast, you'll find out, uh, you know, where my, where the other things are. So as I stated, I'm rebuilding my website right now, but the best place to get a look, if you're looking for marketing insights, heart centered hustlers is, is the spot I've, I'm like having so much fun talking about what others are not talking about in this space, but you as a consumer are thinking. Yep. I like it. And you can hear me on that show. Heart Center. Yeah. Coming in hot. There we go. Uh, we bring the fire. Mark, this has been great. Uh, I love your story and your enthusiasm and your passion and how much you're driven to help others. And I appreciate you making the time to come share on the show. Andy, thanks so much for having me, man. All right. Take care.